0: We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. You go back a couple weeks, there were 15 teams that were unbeaten in the FBS level of college football. Now there's six. If you think about it, over the last 10 seasons from, like, 2011 to 2021, and there was, you know, the 2020 COVID season. That doesn't count. So usually there's eight or so unbeaten teams eight weeks into the season. There's about six and a half from power conferences, two from non-power conferences, and the bottom line is this year there's less than that because uh, there aren't as many great teams in a group of five, and the last G5 members left... Uh, that were unbeaten, uh, they fell out a week ago. So when you look at it now, you could lose two out of six unbeatens this week. There's only a slight chance that all five teams survive the weekend without losing. Clemson isn't even playing. So I wanted to look at the six that are unbeaten and what they're facing. So you got TCU. Think about them. Uh, They're ranked, and uh, they played great against Kansas State. Stopping them in the second half, they never scored. They won the game 38-28. Remember, Adrian Martinez had got injured for K-State in that game, and the backup, Will Howard, led the Wildcats to four TDs, and a 28-10 to 10 lead midway through the second quarter. But Max Duggan went off for two touchdowns. Kendra Miller rushed for two touchdowns. And the TCU Frog defense held the Wildcats scoreless with two turnovers, two missed field goals over the next 38 minutes. And the rest of the game, they never did anything. Howard began the game 8-10 for 10 for 185 yards and two touchdowns. And he rushed one in. Then he went 5 for 10 for 40 yards and an interception from that point. So what do they have next? Well, they go to Morgantown to take on West Virginia. And, of course, they got whacked by Texas Tech 48 to 10 in their last game. That was in Lubbock Saturday. But at home, they seem to be... A problem. Like, I bet on West Virginia against Baylor, and they beat them 43 to 40 in Morgantown. So, they definitely play better when they're on their own turf in Morgantown. There's no denying that. Sonny Dykes has been unbelievable. He got the job at TCU, he's 78 and 63 in his head coaching career, 32 and 10 since the start of 2019. Of course, he was at SMU. He was 20 and 1 in games that took place uh, before the last weekend in October and 5 and 9 in games after that, like November on. A lot of that had to do with who they were scheduled to play. Uh, You know, late season losses. Five of them were to teams that had double-digit wins, so they're hard to beat anyway. But they lost to 500 teams. They lost to a bad East Carolina team. These are his SMU teams. He's not at SMU anymore. He's at TCU, and he's winning. What they did to K-State in that game for 38 minutes, holding them scoreless, was truly amazing. And I had TCU to win on the money line and made you money doing it the Frogs have beaten four ranked teams in October alone I mean that's crazy the Frogs are going to be dogs on the road when they go to Austin in week 11 and when they go to Waco the next week to take on Baylor the Frogs have only lost once against the spread and They're usually covering by eight and a half points per game when they do beat the spread. So what about Clemson? They're unbeaten. They got it done against Cuse. They were losing big, but they won 27 to 21. Uh, They're great when they play in Death Valley. That's all there is to it. They were down 21-10 late in the third quarter. But then Dabo benched DJ Ugalele, who was having a bad game, threw for just 138 yards, had three turnovers. He brought in uh, the young freshman, Cade Klubnik, who went off. He got it done. And simply the fact that he didn't turn the ball over, and that's what DJ was doing, giving up the ball. And then you get a Will Shipley 50-yard run, uh, and the Tigers got the lead, and they never gave it up. They don't play this week, right? And so they're going to figure out what they're going to do with DJ Ugale and Klubnik and, and where they're going to go. He's said, Dabo, that Ugelele is still the starter. Of all the six unbeatens left in college football, Clemson probably has the most average quarterback. I mean, he is not some kind of rock star QB. Clemson gets all this juice for their defense, and they've actually been average. They weren't average against Cuse in the second half. I'll give you that. But overall, their numbers have been bad. 60th in success rate allowed. 56th in explosive play allowed. Those aren't good numbers. Dabo's now 32-7 and seven in one-score games since 2012. They're going to be favored in every game they have left on their schedule. And they're probably the third most likely team to make the college football playoff four. And the bottom line is, they didn't beat anybody in the top 25. In their games, they got by teams that were ranked uh, 27th, 38th, and 40th. So what about Tennessee? They had an easy one at Neyland. They blew out UT Martin 65-24. I mean, they were beating them like a pulp. Uh, The Vols uh, had a 51-0 run over a 23-minute span in the game. They've got Kentucky next, and the Wildcats get shots at both Tennessee and Georgia in the coming weeks. But have fun playing the Vols. You know, last season, near the end of the season, their defense let them down. Alabama, Kentucky, Georgia, and Purdue combined to average 46 points per game and almost seven yards per play against them. And even Vandy put 21 on them. That's not this team. This team this year is definitely not the team that they were last year. This team's been incredible. They've been good against the run. They've been less than stellar against the pass. Their opponents have scored at least a touchdown more than they were supposed to in three of their last four games, but they won all of them. So they got Kentucky at Nealon this week, and then they have to go to Georgia and South Carolina. That'll be daunting. So what about the Michigan Wolverines and Mr. Harbaugh? They were idle, so Edwards and Quorum got to rest. They combined for 339 yards and four TDs against Penn State when they whooped the Nittany Lions' ass at the big house. Now they've got Michigan State next. The Wolverines, it's unbelievable, but they've lost four of their last six as home favorites against their rivals from East Lansing. And how about this time? The last time I checked, they were favored by 22 and a half for this game. And I mean, it hasn't been that bad since forever. I think 92 is the last time they were favored by that much. And they won that game 35 to 10. That 41-17 blowout of Penn State was their biggest win of the season. They outgained Penn State for like 563 to 268. And they had 28 first downs to 10 for Penn State. They owned them. Michigan scored the last 25 points in the game. Say what you want about J.J. McCarthy, but he's completed 77% of his passes and ranks 12th in the country in total QBR. So what about the Georgia Bulldogs? Who they were off last week, and they've outscored their opponents by 111 to 13 in their last nine quarters before they had a bye. Now they got four straight opponents ranked 31st or better, and only one of them at home when they face Tennessee on November 5th between the Hedges and Athens at Sanford Stadium. This week, it's the cocktail party against Florida. The Dogs, 22-point favorites over their neutral field rivals. In the last 40 years, they've never been favored by more than 14 against the Gators. The Bulldogs have scored 33 or more points in six of seven games who do they still have left on their schedule? Mississippi state and Kentucky. And they both have better defense than Missouri, who they had to rally big to come back and win 26, 22 in Columbia. And you got to ask yourself, can Tennessee go down there and do what they did to the LSU Tigers in Baton Rouge? They weren't afraid to play at tiger stadium. If they have that mentality, when they go to Athens, they might give Georgia some problems. The Vols can light it up. Ask Alabama. Ohio State is the last of the unbeatens. They're coming off a 54-10 pounding of Iowa. C.J. Stroud threw for four TDs to four receivers in the second half. They forced Iowa into six turnovers. So now they go to Happy Valley to take on Penn State in the game of the week. The average score since Penn State's 2016 upset win over the Buckeyes is Buckeyes 33, Lions 26. That's the average score. But the Buckeyes have won their past six games by an average score of 54-16. to 16. That's unbelievable. One of their problems is they've allowed touchdowns in every goal-to-go situation they face. So the Buckeyes have broken at the goal line. Honestly, though, if I were Penn State, I would have tried to get that game at night with a whiteout under the lights, 105,000, but it's a day game. So I can't wait to watch, see how the Buckeyes do on the road.